0: what's up everyone welcome to another episode of sports card madness the podcast that focuses on sports cards collectibles the hobby and everything else in between for today's episode we sat down with ryan fitterman of fitterman sports group the man behind mike tyson the wwe rick flair the undertaker and many more celebrity and athlete autographs it was an amazing conversation we heard tons of crazy stories about mike tyson michael jordan and some of the other athletes he's encountered over the years. You definitely don't want to miss this one. Well,
1: there's a scale by to to the Kick is on the way, and it is good. It's good. Five left
0: in the game. You believe in yes. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness. I am here with a special guest, Ryan Feiderman. Of the Fighterman Group, Ryan. What's going on, man? I'm psyched to have you on the pod.
1: Not much, fortunately. Home in Houston for a few days, and we're excited to be to be here visiting with you. So, th- thanks for the invite. It's an honor, and we're excited to dive into this with you. Very
0: cool. So, for the audience, can you tell us what the Fighterman Group does, and kind of how you got started in all of this? I have some some of an idea, but I'd like to to hear sure. from you, obviously.
1: So Fitterman Sports Group is a Houston based memorabilia and marketing company, marketing agency. We do about 350 autograph signings and corporate events a year with our, with our clients. I would say 90% of those events are based around autograph signings and our clients. I have Mike Tyson for over 12 or going on 12 years. He rose about a decade, Ric Flair, a few years, Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler. For, I would say, close to maybe 14 years, we've been working with those guys. I have George Foreman exclusive, Carl Malone, The Undertaker, and we're also the official memorabilia company of WWE. So a lot of what we do is based around autograph signings at a lot of the big sports memorabilia and autograph conventions around the country, including our own that we do in Houston. And then on the athlete representation side, mainly based around Mike Tyson, Pete Rose, and Ric Flair. We do corporate events, charity events, speaking engagements, corporate outings, things of that nature. So that that's, so sums up what we do in a nutshell, and I'm sure we'll dive into more of that here momentarily.
0: That's insane. So you basically casually just said, yeah, I've been hanging with Mike Tyson for 12 years. Ric Flair is a friend of mine. And just kind of like I hang out with Cly- Clyde Drexler and Hakeem every now and then to get <laughs> autographs. So very humble, man. Very humble. So. How on earth did you get all these like really cool celebrities and and
1: sports figures to work with you? Like, how did you start this business? Uh, a lot of what I do is based around networking, relationship building, and, and in some at times, what seems to be like a shady, cutthroat industry. It's just about doing good, honest business, treating your clients the right way, and it, it's as simple as fulfilling your word and your promise and actually having having checks that clear (laughs) is what it comes down to. And I I chuckle at that. But there's a lot of folks in this industry who do autograph signings with the talent and give them a check and it doesn't clear. I don't know how much of that we want to we want to get into here. But just to sum it up in a nutshell, it's just it's about doing good, honest business and keeping your word. It's things my dad's always instilled in me. It's it's done wonders for me over my career. I think people take it for granted as just if you say you're going to do something, be able to pr- do it, be be able to produce and be able to do it, and it's just it's just about networking. You do you do good business with one of these stars, and they have a, a rolodex that's that's essentially unlimited, and they're going to put in a good word to their friend, and then it just kind of goes from there. A lot of it is is just believing in yourself and thinking you can get something done, and not being afraid to to go after it when you're. I guess, recruiting a new client or p- pitching a, pitching a deal for an exclusive to a guy. I mean, you got to believe in yourself and just go for it. And I mean, the worst they can say is no. And the better, best case you can get it done or you counter it off for a little bit. And the next thing, 12 years later, I'm still with Mike Tyson. And it's still like pinch me moments when we're flying all over together and doing these events. And I, I tell Mike every single time we're together, which is a couple of times a month is, thank you for continuing to give me an opportunity. And I sincerely mean that because it's like how many autograph guys or how many marketing agents are out there in the world. And I'm fortunately the guy that he allows to represent and work with him.
0: That's cool. Yeah. You can tell you really care.
1: I'll say with
0: Mike Tyson, it was crazy. The Shriners show, which for the audience is probably the largest regional show in New England, probably about 300 tables, give or take. Mike Tyson showed up to this show, I think it was a Saturday, I could be wrong. The the line was like insane. It was like a thousand people. Just they just wanted to like see him. Never mind like pay for the photo op and pay for the autograph. But just like the the buzz that Mike Tyson was coming, like everybody was talking about it. It was crazy. Like my fifteen year old nephew was like, We're going. I need to like just get a glimpse of him. It was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, we we've done a few cities the past. I would say a year or two that we've never been to, and the the results are just unbelievable. And Mike, over the past few years, has just truly reinvented himself and and recreated this 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 brand of his that is international. I think today, as we speak, I think Mike's in Amsterdam. He's doing some stuff in Greece. He's going to be in Egypt and Saudi Arabia for a couple of weeks. I mean, the the guy is more popular and more of an international superstar than ever. And I mean, it, it, it's it been a heck of a journey just traveling all over with him. So the, some of the crowds have been unreal. We did Boston, like you said, a few months ago. We did Monroeville, Pennsylvania, which most people listening to this have never heard of it. They have a huge Steel City Comic-Con there. And I mean, the, the lines were, like you said, wrapped around the building, down the parking lot to the next building. I mean, it's just surreal to see how how popular and how loved Mike still is thirty thirty plus years after becoming the the youngest heavyweight champ.
0: I know. It's it's kind of crazy. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, right? So I got to see him just destroy people and it's it's just kind of cool in his in his his elder years to see him just kind of chill and like sign autographs and stuff like that. It's been, like you said, a cool transformation for sure.
1: Yep, uh, absolutely.
0: So so Ryan, what what made you want to start an autographs business, or like land the WWE and do all this? Like, did you collect as a kid, or
1: oh, it was it's just, just yeah, something- absolutely? I'm I'm sure similar to you, we all enjoyed, and we still enjoy busting open packs and trading cards with our friends and our peers. So I I started as a, a Chicago Bulls fan in Houston in second grade. So I, I would say second, third, fourth grade was when the Rockets had their two championships. So obviously everyone in Houston wanted all the Hakeem and, and Clyde cards, which is ironic that that was something in my life in, in in elementary, I wanted all the Jordan cards. So I started as a card collector like everyone else. This is transition into autograph collecting and essentially autograph chasing as a kid and a young teenager. And for those of you don't know what chasing autographs is, it's essentially where you go to the ballpark, you try to get the guys coming in the stadium before and after the game or you know where the team hotel is, and you try to get guys to sign autographs for you when they're walking out of the hotel and jumping on the bus before the game, et cetera. So that, that was a fun journey as a, as a teenager. And then my initial goal was to be a an NBA sports agent. So I worked for the Houston Rockets, and I had a job with them, or an internship with them. And my office was actually in the locker room. Three-month internship during my first few years of college turned into like a year and a half stent with them in basketball operations so at the time i think we're we're ca- kind of fast forward now to maybe like 2007 2008 i was actually working three jobs and put myself through college and i actually just said man this nba agent thing is going to be extremely challenging let, let me try an autograph signing and i went to my dad i borrowed four thousand dollars i said dad i'm going to drop out of college i'm going to quit all three of my jobs I'm going to start doing autograph signings, and he's just like, you're insane. I don't recommend this. At least finish college, et cetera. Obviously went in the other direction. I don't like to say I quit all of these things, but I just went in another direction. Obviously had a relationship with Tracy McGrady from my my time at with the Houston Rockets. So in 2008, I mean, <laughs> he's at the top of the NBA. One of the number one selling jerseys in the world. One of the number one selling jerseys in Asia at this time. And McGrady had never done an autograph signing. And I had the relationship with him. And he was like, uh, he was like, come to my house next Wednesday. I'll sign a thousand pieces for you for X amount of dollars. And I I didn't have the kind of money that a a Mac required, even though he was kind of giving me a family discount. So I borrowed the money from my dad. I did the first autograph signing. I pre-sold some of the items, flipped some of the rest as soon as I could. I think I paid my dad back in like a week with some interest. He was blown away. He didn't know what was going on. And then it just went from there. We just we ran around Houston and kind of pitched ourselves to to some of the Houston Texans. And, and then I think we did eight signings in the first or the last quarter of, of 2008. And fast forward now, we're doing 350, 400 events a year. So it, it, it's been a heck of a journey. but you can't make up the things that I've done. And I still, I still can't believe some of the things that I'm blessed to do. And it's been a lot of fun. And we have a team of like 20 full-time employees now and 27,000 square foot warehouse that I own in Houston. And I I tell them now, I said, guys, we're we're just getting started. I mean, some of the stuff we're doing, we never could have imagined a few months ago. We couldn't imagine it a few years ago. So I'm just like, guys, let's buckle up. Let's enjoy the ride. And let's just see what we're getting ourselves into.
0: That is an amazing story. So you actually quit college, correct? And and, yeah, so, this I, I, and...
1: so, I mean, for the record, I, I really just kind of paid for classes for two years. So I could, cause I was working for the basketball team at the university of Houston. And so, I mean, that was like a, a paid job with the U of H basketball team, which again, ironically, right? Like Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde are the two greatest guys ever to come out of that program. I rooted against those guys as a kid with the Rockets. I worked for the Rock. I worked for the University of Houston basketball team. Then I worked for the Rockets after that. And that years later, these guys are my clients and family friends. But in college, I worked for the basketball team at U of H. I pretty much just paid for the classes because you had to be you had to be an, a, a student to to be an employee. And so we're, I'm traveling the, traveling the country with those guys. We went to like 20 something states and like a two and a half year um, period. So that was unbelievable, and that that kind of transformed me into working with the Rockets, and it was a lot of fun. So yes, to directly quickly answer your question, I I did not finish college before. Well, I've I've never finished college, but before starting my first company, yes, I I, I guess I'm a college dropout. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, yeah, as many successful people are. So, I mean, it's, it's just a crazy story, right? Like you, it kind of just shows the audience what can happen if you just take a chance on something, use the connection you have or get into something that you know and just one little break. Like you had, you had a relationship with T Mac, you go to your dad. He probably thought you were crazy. Like you said, and you got some money and you turned it into more money and then you took that money and so on and so on yep. and so on. And here you are with. 20 employees and pretty massive contracts flying around the world with my Tyson. The, right?
1: the one thing that I would tell people is just is first and foremost is as simple and as cliche as it sounds is, is, is just believe in yourself first and, and go out there and don't be afraid to take, to take chances and make somewhat of a calculated gamble and, and just go for it. Cause a lot of times if you have the confidence in yourself and you believe in yourself, I mean. You can accomplish a lot more than, than what you actually think you can. But a lot of people are just afraid to take the risk and afraid to take the gamble. And I've had so many friends over the past like two decades that I feel like I've helped push them to becoming entrepreneurs, whether it's like a side small hustle or they end up quitting their real job, their quote unquote real job and, and starting a company. But just, just believe in yourself and just go for it and just see what happens. Cause a lot of times you, you're going to like accidentally be successful just because of your inner passion and drive and believing in yourself and just, and just going for it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's
0: a, it's a pretty inspiring story. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you wanted to expand and that this is nothing yet. I know you just signed Jake Paul. I think you announced is there A category that you you see yourselves going into or specific celebrities you'd like to work with in the near
1: future a a lot of what i've done over the years has just kind of like fell into place right it's like five six years ago like i never thought i would be so heavy into the 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 wrestling autograph the wrestling memorabilia business i would say probably five years ago i had never even done a wrestling autograph signing and i actually got into it with an ex-employee and he thought he could he was the only person that could get me wrestling talent for autograph signings. And and we we went our separate ways. And he was like, you'll never get wrestlers without me being on board. And I was like, okay. And I'd, at the time, I didn't realize how massive the, the wrestling following is for these autograph signings. And I ended up saying, let me try to book a couple of wrestlers and see what happens. I ended up booking 19 of them to sign all the same day at the same time at the same location in our store that we had in the mall here and I was just like man this is unreal the fan following for these guys is incredible but it's just I'm always willing to to try something new in in this same space and just see what happens but a a lot of the stuff that's happened to myself and my career and our company it's just kind of fallen into place I mean I, I dabbled in wrestling a little bit and then somebody led me to a wwe contact who got me the undertaker and then that led into a couple year exclusive with the undertaker which is now i think we're on like year four with him then that led into uh, the the big wwe court corporate partnership that we signed with them at the beginning of last year so obviously we have goals and we want to expand and try new things but a lot of this stuff just kind of just comes out of nowhere it's like a few months ago a, a friend of mine in the industry was like hey what are your thoughts on Jake Paul? I know he's never done like a real autograph signing and there's not a lot of memorabilia out there. And do you want to do a deal with him? And I'm like, this guy is one of the biggest and most popular celebrities in the world right now. Why wouldn't I? Right? And so that led into sponsoring or being a corporate sponsor of his last fight. We had our logo on the ring, which is, I guess, after the fact, one of the top five boxing matches of the past, or one of the top boxing matches of the past five years. They actually knocked down Nate Diaz right on our logo, which I coincidentally I called it the night before. So a lot of what we do, in short, I guess, is not really is not really too planned. It's just about different opportunities that present ourselves and us us deciding what's best for the the company and keep the momentum going and and trying new things. So the the possibilities are endless. And what's taken place and what we've done the past few years was never really planned. It just kind of fell in our lap and we just decided to go for it, take a risk, do something that's different, and just see what happens.
0: That's awesome.
1: It's, it's pretty cool to see
0: how popular this stuff can get. So we talked about Mike Tyson and obviously the the crowds he draws and everything. What else, what do you see is like hot right now for collectibles? Is it Funkos? Is it wrestling belts? Is it cards? Is I what would
1: it, say uh, across the board, Funkos are by far just the craziest thing that that we've seen i mean not not everyone has a funko even though it seems like everyone does but man when a new funko is released and there's somebody out there that we can do with signing with i mean the feedback and the results and people mailing in their items to get signed and the wholesale orders i mean it's just insane i mean people have funko's that are movie stars are celebrities are retired stars are current athletes I mean, Funko's just really crushed it the past few years with bringing out the, the beanie baby of our, of our generation, bringing it now to current market. And they've just taken over the world. I mean, I did the Mike Tyson Funko pop a few years ago and I helped negotiate the contract, design the pop, et cetera. And, oh, wow. and they were like, Hey, do you see anything we should change on this, on this pop or can we go to design with it? Or is there anything you want to add? And I just, again, I just took a shot. It doesn't hurt to ask. I said, yeah, on his trunks where it should say Everlast on his waistband. I said, obviously we can't put Everlast. I said, let's throw the Fitterman Sports logo on there. And they were like, okay, no problem. And I was like, wait a second. I just, I just took my shot. I made it. They approved it. It says Fitterman Sports on his trunks. I think the Tyson pop has sold in like, 30 something countries i mean they send us quarterly reports and it's just mind-boggling how many have sold and how many how many countries it's sold in and it's like man if i didn't ask it never would have happened but i just i took a shot i thought it was something that was going to be unrealistic and rejected in a quick no and um, it, it, it was it was a surreal moment when they sent me a sample and i mean i don't I, i'm not really sure if there's any funko pops out there With brand names on the actual the pop itself, right? I mean, maybe the maybe the NFL ones have like the Nike logo or something, but I'm not even sure about that. But you know, I I don't know if they would say yes now now nowadays. But you know, years ago when this was in the works, I I asked for it and got it done. So it's it's still exciting every time Mike signs a pop to just my name's on his trunks, my name's on the box, my name's on his. On his foot, if you open it, I mean, it's unreal. But Funko Pops as a whole are by far just the most popular thing and the craziest thing right now. Obviously, the card, the trading card market kind of came back out of nowhere in 2020, 2021. So we see a lot of this in the memorabilia world now where people are sending in rookie cards to get signed or tickets from past events or debut tickets of a player so. Bunko Pops is by far number one rookie cards and, and tickets from events to get signed by our guys is, has has been a huge increase over the past few years. So it, it's been fun to watch and see, like, the evolution of new items coming out and then them taking off and, and becoming, like, the new thing to get autographed.
0: Right, like, I remember me and my co-host, LZ, who couldn't make it today, we live locally outside the Shriner Show, and we were scrambling the night before trying to find mike tyson's punch out there's a couple like vintage video game stores in the area no dice we're so i mean we probably could have bought one at the show if we we dug deep but yeah we're bumped. it was pretty cool to find out that he would sign that i still need to add that to i
1: have this like collectible
0: shelf over here i definitely need to to add that to the collection no
1: no it'll be my pleasure to send you one as a gift for having me on the show so text me your address when you're when we're done here and we'll send one over to you oh man i'm so excited thank you (laughs) oh of course but it's funny you say that because our our number one selling item i would say at least for the past 10 years is the tyson punch out like printed out photo and like mike won the fight and mario's the referee and i mean it's just (laughs) unbelievable that uh, the the diverse audience that that once essentially a screenshot of the video game of Mike winning and Mario's the ref. And, I mean, it's by far, I would say, it, I mean, it has to be one of the top five se- selling pieces of memorabilia in the entire industry. I mean, across all sports, boxing, baseball, football, basketball, soccer. I mean, that that picture of Mike has to be one of the top five for sure selling items in the industry. So it's it's funny you brought that up. It's so
0: iconic. And he was
1: so hard to beat in that
0: game as a six year old kid. I just, man, it took a long time to beat him. That was a difficult game. Awesome. So I had a, another random question for you. I, sure. We have a lot of younger, the younger crowd listening to the show, and they're always asking, like, hey, is this a good investment? Where could I put $100? If you had just a thousand bucks to put into collectibles or cards or autograph memorabilia, that's it,
1: thousand bucks. What would you do? or where would you place your bets right now? Sure, and I, I have a I have an answer for this. Okay, and, and all jokes aside, I, I would call our offices. Right, I would call Fitterman Sports in Houston. I would explain what your what your idea is, what your goal is. Let you know you're a young starting entrepreneur. I, I would I would convince us to sell you a thousand bucks in wholesale on on Mike Tyson memorabilia. And if you explain like you're a, a young entrepreneur, I mean, I'm always going to have them transfer the call. I'm always going to try to help you out. Cause I was that guy. I was that kid once, but I mean, I, I'm not just saying this. Cause Tyson's Tyson's my guy, my client, he's family now, but I mean, you, you could buy Tyson stuff and easily, easily get 20 to 30% on your money and just do that a couple of times. And the next thing, you know, I mean, You're gonna turn a thousand and a ten grand, and then you're you're really off and running. So we're we're kind of known for being a wholesaler of our product, and I mean the number one seller for every every memorabilia shop that 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 comes to us to purchase items. I mean, is Mike Tyson stuff? And I mean, Mike as Mike as my client has changed my entire life just because of how successful we've been able to be with him we're on year 12 and it's going to be our best year yet with Mike so a young entrepreneur i mean i would just say make smart calculated decisions start off slow don't try to don't try to bite off more than you can chew just start with some some deals you know you can make small profits on and just go go slowly get your feet wet go to your local your local card show go to your local autograph show just try to make some deals, just to get small profits, just so you're moving in the right direction. Try to gain some confidence negotiating. Don't don't go out there and, and try to hit a grand slam and invest more than you should or borrow more than you should. Just just start small, do some small deals, some small flips, and and take it from there. I mean, I started I started my first company with four grand 15 years ago this month, and it we just. We reinvest in ourselves. There's some bad deals we've done at times or people who've done us wrong, but you have to, you have to take the good with the bad. You have to learn from the bad choices you've made. Don't look at it as something negative. Figure out a way to, to learn from it and gain experience on the next deal that you do. But start off with a couple bucks, make some small flips and just keep going, keep growing, believe in yourself. And you, the, the, another thing that I found out is, ask people that are experts in the industry for help and advice because a lot of times if you find someone who is relatively successful they've all had someone who's helped them or given them a break or mentored them and it's like i'm not i'm not the the most successful entrepreneur ever i'm not the richest guy out there right but it's i've created somewhat a successful company for myself from scratch and it's like I would always be willing to help anyone who walks up to me at a show and asks for advice or comes to our event or DMs me or emails me or whatever. So don't be afraid to ask people that you feel are successful in your space for a little bit of advice or some tips. Cause I would say nine times out of 10, people are going to, people are going to be willing to help you. So even before you, you, you invest some money, just ask some people that you feel like are successful in the space that you want to be in. Whether it's trading coins or cards or memorabilia or all the above, just ask some people that are that are in your space for some help, and and that that's going to get you light years ahead of the your competition.
0: Yeah, there's there's two amazing pieces of advice there that I completely agree with, especially as an entrepreneur like yourself. The first one is people they try to like turn a dollar into a million or like try to turn a couple hundred bucks into like two hundred grand.
1: That's really tough. And that's possible. And you can do it. It's possible, but it's tough. It's tough. Take your time. Take your time. There's no, there's no rush, right? Yes. Take your time and make, try to make smart, calculated decisions and ask for help. And even at 38 years old, it's like I ask people for help every single day. But whether it's advice, whether it's a tip, whether it's like you're a 1986 FLIR guy, it's like if I have a question about 86 FLIR, Go ask someone who's an expert in that in that particular category for a help or a tip or guidance. I mean, I'm 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 texting people every day. Hey, what are your thoughts on this? How much should I bid on this? Should I buy this? Is this worth getting signed? I mean, don't let your ego and your pride get in the way. And like, ask for help and ask for advice. And I would say nine times out of ten, people are going to be willing to help you. They're going to educate you. And asking questions and being willing to learn is how you're going to get better and you're going to grow.
0: Yeah, it's good life advice. Just just ask. It's like two words, just ask. I and mean, it, it applies to getting autographs. It applies to life. I've had difficult players I've tried to reach that no one's reached before. And I just Bro, wrote them a letter and begged them. Or I found their phone yeah. number and called them. Like you said, nine times out of 10, it works out. So I think that's, that's some excellent advice.
1: You're willing to take a chance and you're willing to ask for advice. I mean, you, you can do wonders with those two little Two little tips and a little bit of confidence. And you'll be surprised at the results you get. I I promise you that. Sure.
0: So I promise not to keep you too long. We do have, I do have one final question we ask every guest. If you could get a coffee, and this is tough because you've got some connections, (laughs) but if you could get a coffee with any sports figure or celebrity dead or alive. So a couple hours, sit down, just chat. Who would it be and why?
1: This is an easy question for me. Because I've I've met him twice. One was at his basketball camp. Another one was kind of arranged in Houston, which that story is just unbelievable. But the easy answer for me is Michael Jordan. I would love to sit down for any amount of time. I'm not encouraging it, but smoke a cigar with Michael Jordan, who I believe smokes like six plus cigars a day. I would love to just visit with MJ and just have some quality time with him. That that would be my one guy. Fortunately, like I said, I've met him twice. Fortunately, throughout the, the years of my career of doing this, I've met some unbelievable people, multiple presidents, some of the biggest names ever to live. But just to sit down and just chat with MJ would be just surreal to me.
0: Man, I, I agree with you. I, I haven't. So many things to ask him and just, I mean, a lot of things to get signed. That's for sure. Uh, That actually, you know what? I said that was the last question, but I have one more question for you. No, take your Um, time. We're not in a hurry. Yeah. What? Let's say Michael Jordan today said, all right, guys, I'm going to raise a ton of money for charity. I'm going to sign 1,000 things and that's it. I'm done forever. How much do you think he could charge per autograph?
1: If it was limited to 1,000 and he's Mm -hmm. done forever Yep. and it's for charity, Jeez." What do you think? Uh, oh my gosh, you you stumped me here. I have, I mean, I I mean I know what I would pay. <laughs> kind of curious what you think. The problem yeah. is I think you would have some big wigs that would come in there and just, just like overpower everything. everyone. But if I mean, we'll let's I say mean, it was you, one per like, person or one per organization. Oh jeez. Right? Something like that. I mean, there's people who have some personal stuff they need signed whether it is an ad Six flare rookie. I don't. I don't know. I mean, easily ten to twenty grand a, an autograph.
0: I was going to say. I so mean, if, if I, it's a
1: limited yeah. to a thousand and he's done forever. I mean, and it's for chair. I mean, a thousand's not a lot if you think about it. I mean, Ooh. I'm it. It would sell out in seconds at at twenty grand a pop. I agree. I mean, I, I would think. have
0: no problem paying ten thousand dollars. I've got an eighty eighty six flare box right behind me for the audience. It's signed by Magic Bird Kareem. And it sorely needs MJ probably will never get it. But you know, if he did that, I would, I'd have him sign that box for me
1: for sure. I mean, even, yeah. I mean, even at 10, 10, 15 grand a pop, it's selling out and less it's selling out in under a minute. It feels cheap, right? Crazy. And I mean, (laughs) and then the fact, the fact that it's for charity and it's MJ. And for some reason he just says like, we're going to do one signing of miscellaneous items mailed in by customers all over the world. And like, this is it forever i mean 25 grand a pop no doubt no doubt in my mind it's selling out in less than 60 seconds
0: imagine that right just one quick announcement you got 25 maybe we'll maybe we'll
1: speak it into existence i know years ago obviously jordan's exclusive with upper deck and i know years ago in our world that it's called like mail-ins right so people you, you do a signing some talent only do private signings which is where the talent only signs the items in private. There's no fan or public interaction. They sit down at their house or in a conference room and just knock the items out. We're actually going to Puerto Rico Monday to do a private signing with Jake Paul at his house. So again, this is like six of my employees. We go to Jake Paul's house. In this case, he sits down, he signs all the items that fans have mailed in. He signs stuff to fulfill our wholesale orders, website orders, etc. cetera. But I know years ago, for Upper Deck private signings with Jordan, they did allow what's called the mail-in, which is where the fan mail-ins their item to get signed. And it's it's a very complex thing to tackle. You have to be very detailed. You have to be very careful with people's collections. I mean, we have a whole team of full-time employees that are just dedicated to to handling mail-in items. And then it just came to a point where Jordan's like, I'm done, I'm not doing this. The, the results were just insane. Upper Deck stopped it. So I, I don't remember the year that that they that they shut this down. But there was a point where it, I want to say the price was very reasonable, like a thousand bucks or so, maybe a decade ago where you could mail in whatever item and there was some restrictions, right? But I, I just, I couldn't imagine a Jordan signing now where you could mail in whatever you want to get signed.
0: you pretty crazy. It's, uh, I, I agree with you. I think that's what it would go for. So.
1: Who knows? We'll see. But with the charity tie-in and do some crazy number, I mean, maybe Upper Deck watches your show and gets a crazy idea and talk, talks MJ into it. Now he's sold his basketball team. I mean, what else is he going to do? Just fish and and watch his race car team? I mean, he could, who knows? He could really... J- Jordan, th- you heard it here first. <laughs> Let's do a mail-in signing. We'll help up our deck, facilitate it, whatever you need. Let's get it done for
0: charity. Yeah, wave your hand a few times and generate a 10, 10, 15 million. Not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, Ryan, this this was really cool. I, I wanted to thank you again for coming on. If Now, if anybody wanted to reach you, um, yeah. maybe to either purchase memorabilia or to inquire about booking talent or even just, like, questions about autographs, what's the best way for them to reach out?
1: Yeah, so we're on all the main platforms at Fitterman Sports, and that's F I T E R M A N Sports. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're actually going to announce today we're launching a a YouTube channel to kind of show people some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff. So that's going to be unbelievable. I do want to start a podcast before the year's over. Tyson's been pushing me to do it. So if Mike's if Mike's on my team and he's willing to be a guest. A couple of times a year, it's like, I kind of have to do it, but on all platforms, Fitterman Sports, our websites, FittermanSports.com, I guess the popular one's IG now, Instagram. So it has links to our website, to our eBay store, et cetera. If any young entrepreneurs need help, just DM me and I'll try to respond in a a timely manner. If people want to book talent, buy memorabilia, whatever, all platforms at Fitterman Sports. And thank you for having us on. It's awesome and exciting to be a part of your show. If there's anything we can ever do to help you guys out, please let us know. And we, we appreciate you having me on today.
0: Thanks, Ryan. It was it was all my pleasure, really. All right. So this is another episode, everyone, of Sports Card Madness. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel. So check us out.